0: You know, it's been a weekend and a half here at uh, Trade Show Guy uh, Studios. My mother turned ninety a couple of days ago, and we had a party. I'm telling you, and my youngest son graduated from high school the night before. And of course, being Oregon in June, it rained during much of those types of events. So, hey, that's my news. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, and this is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for Monday, June 11th. 2018. If you haven't already, you can find me online at uh, Instagram and Twitter as Trade Show Guy. Uh, on YouTube, my channel is Trade Show Marketing. And on Facebook, if you go search for Trade Show Guy Blog, you'll find me there, of course. Uh, and various websites include things like uh, Trade Show That's where I embed this uh, video and audio version of the podcast. And that's the main outlet for uh, all the writings I do. Trade Show Guy Exhibits. Is the, web, uh, the company website, Trade Show Guy Exhibits.com, and been doing a lot of work on that last couple of weeks. It's changed a lot. You should go check it out, Trade Show Guy Exhibits. Uh, there's a couple of other sites, or actually four others, the Trade Show Exhibit Buyers Kit.com. If you're interested in buying a new exhibit and you're curious what the process is, this lets you access kind of a whole kit on that, on how to do that. Uh, Trade Show Guy Webinars is a site that doesn't get much updating now, but it's got uh, probably two years worth of archived webinars on there that I've done since, I think, 2016. So there's a lot of great information there. Uh, Trade Show Success Book is a site where you can download a free digital copy of my first book, Trade Show Success. Uh, you can find the book on Amazon as well. And TradeshowSuperheroes.com, which is a site where you can download a free chapter Uh, And get a link to buy the book on Amazon as well. So they're all right there. So those are my online outlets uh, as it were I don't think I'm missing too many of them Uh, today on the vlog slash podcast We're going to discuss photography uh, more specifically headshot photography Uh, now you no doubt know what headshot photography is, right? Uh, maybe you do, maybe you don't. It's um, you know what the, whatever whatever that is. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and other types of commercial photography with my guest today, Kelly Mooney of Kelly Mooney Photography, out of the Portland, Oregon area. I had the pleasure of having her do a session with me for headshots uh, last year. Turned out great, great stuff. And those are the various photos you see of me on my blog and on l- online uh, LinkedIn and more. Um, so there you go. Lots of great tips. Watch, listen, and take some notes. And welcome to Kelly Mooney on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Kelly, I'm so glad we get a chance to meet. Uh, you you took pictures of me. We met a couple of times, but uh, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast and, and vlog, so thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Tim. This is fun. Good chance to to maybe hopefully share some some ideas of you know, how people can get some great shots for themselves.
0: Well, let's talk. We actually met at a networking group uh, probably last year sometime up in uh, the Portland area. I'm a little south of Portland and you're in the Portland area. Right. But, uh, and then uh, we got together a little bit later and you did some headshots of me, which are all over my blog and and websites and great stuff, fun stuff. I had a really good time. Uh, Great stuff came out of that. So tell me how you got to that point to being a photographer of, uh, you know, people as far as headshots and I don't know what else you do, but certainly right. that's one thing you do.
1: Uh, yeah, um, um, mine was a pretty indirect path. Actually, I started out, um, years ago in sales and marketing and was working in ad sales and, uh, over time discovered that what I really loved was more of the marketing and, and actually public relations. So I went to work for years for an agency and started my own agency, um, for it to admit almost 20 years ago now uh started a pr firm and um loved what i did you know really enjoyed working with companies and, and individuals and getting them publicity and getting them media coverage over time the industry changed and it became a lot more about um the numbers less about the connection with people and so uh, I was, among other things, just periodically using my camera, because I was a hobby photographer, and I would pick up my camera and take pictures for clients, whether it was taking their headshots or product photos or event photos, and um, it was my husband who actually said to me one day, you seem a lot happier with you when you put a <laughs> camera in your hand. <laughs> and I went, you know, come to think of it. So after about 17 years, I shuttered the PR firm, and...
0: Um, no pun intended go all in uh, on photography Wow yeah. yeah I've been a hobby photographer since I was a kid my dad had a, um, uh, a black and white dark room in the basement and right. you know, I learned how to do all the you know make you know, stir the negatives up and all yeah. that stuff and make prints a lot of fun stuff so um, it's a great it's a great hobby it's and it's a great profession uh, I've, I've got a, a nephew who's very successful in the wealth management world but his goal is to be a nature photographer because he's right. really good at it you know so there's a lot of different angles so uh is there one that's easier to make a living versus uh one that's more based on kind of luck and hobby? And I'm not sure how to how that holding works out. So
1: based on experience at least. And you know, I mean, you know, talking to people in the industry and everything like that. Um, I would say that uh I I've learned that if you're gonna work in portraits as I do, um working on the commercial side of things really makes a big difference. I mean, yeah. I love working with individuals. One of my big categories is high school seniors and I, I love them. I've got kids who are, you know, high school and college age. And so I really love working with them. But, um, what I found is in order to do what I love, I need to first pay the bills. <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> so paying the bills, I've learned that's really where the commercial photography comes into play. So I'll go into a company. I mean, as you know, everything is visual now, everything, everything, all of your impressions are made instantly and frequently long before you meet somebody in person or a business encounters a client. It's a visual media first that, that makes your impression. So I will frequently go into businesses and take photos for them. Of um, not only their headshots to get you know to really demonstrate their team in a very personable way, but I'll also go in and take pictures of uh, what you and I might consider like stock photography, but it's more custom to the client. So photos of them interacting with other customers, photos of their products, um, anything that like shows off the engagement of their their end item to their audience.
0: So, well, you know, you talk about visual uh, medium. I mean, obviously, Instagram is a visual medium. It's one of the most popular uh, platforms out there. Facebook, almost everyone posts, posts pictures there and videos. And so video and still photography are a very big thing. And, and everyone's, you know, got a, a camera right here that they, that they carry, around, carry around them. And it's a very high-quality camera. It is. It doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles that, you know, a 35-millimeter digital uh, would do uh, yeah. or even or even uh, other formats. But um So, how do you differentiate when it comes to that kind of photography, which everyone thinks they can be a photographer, to photography that a commercial entity is willing to pay for? I'm just curious... How you approach them, what kind of things obviously you, you show them portfolios and things but 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 how, what, what's that conversation
1: about? Usually the conversation starts with um, talking about the business and what they're trying to, what the, what they're trying to communicate I mean so all of those years I spent as a publicist really comes back into play with what I'm doing here because you need to understand the company you need to understand what their message is, who their audience is um, if I can I'll give you an example from a headshot session I did sure. today I yeah. was working with a woman who um came in and said she's I just need a LinkedIn headshot that's what she she said she needed as we talked it turns out that she was starting a, um, a new position for uh, a, a local city and the job entails co- you know connecting entrepreneurs with providers so uh, if you need to go in and find a good CPA or you need to find um, a marketer or you need a, a web designer she facilitates that so an entrepreneur isn't like trying to figure out everything completely on their own. Um, so the more we talk, the more I found out, you know, for, for her business, she's got to come off as very warm, knowledgeable. And um, she also doesn't work in an office. Cor- the whole corporate look wasn't what she needed, even though she originally thought she wanted something with a traditional backdrop, things like that. So the more we talked, the more we realized most of her meetings are taking place in coffee shops. You know, it's very one-to-one. And so, we shifted gears entirely and we actually went down the street to my local coffee shop. And I had her, I had her holding a cup of coffee and, you know, holding her phone and, and just, just we incorporated something that really communicated the message of here's what I'm going to offer you. And so um, that's really what comes into play with all of my clients. The job is not to come in and take great pictures. Yes, I better be able to do that. <laughs> right. But the job is to understand what they need in order to get the
0: business. And if you can communicate that uh, in a snapshot of, which is, you know, a millimeter of a second, uh, and, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. If you can do that, you've really accomplished something. I agree that that's, that's and, I'm, and I'm glad to hear that you talked that, uh, that through with all that conversation. What kind of image do you really want to communicate? I know we talked a little bit about that when we did uh, the headshots right. for me, and we ended up with like, I don't know, a good 30 or 40 that I ended up choosing, I think, half a dozen from Right. Which I like them all. They're they're all great. And I think we need to do it again sometime here in the next year or so. Love that. I
1: love that. I have all sorts of ideas of other things that we could do. I, I'm
0: sure. So let's talk about the headshots a little bit before we wrap this up. And, and what kind of things do you look for And we kind of started that with the conversation we you had with this woman. But what kind of things, uh, maybe tips that you could give people as they go into any session? Because you're not going to work with everyone that hears this. There could be someone in London listening. You're not going to fly over there. Right,
1: exactly. you can give them some good tips, right? I'm ready to go. But no, no, the the big, so it starts here. Okay, with the headshots, it starts with the eyes. And one of the things is, is if you're looking through LinkedIn, I mean, I challenge you, open up your LinkedIn profile, look at the people you're connected to, you're gonna see a number of them who somehow have their eyes either averted or covered somehow, whether it's from too much shadow, uh, sunglasses, because they think that looks cool, things like that. Um, But really, your eyes are so important. That's something that you've got to, you've got to let people see immediately. And um, the lighting also makes a difference. You know, if you want to communicate that you are open and friendly, that better be a pretty bright light that's that's surrounding you. Um, beyond that, you know, it, it's the clothing that matters. And clothing needs to be, you know, you've probably heard with interviews, dressing a station above the job you're going for. And really right. that should be the headshot as well. Yeah, they, they You find that you get a higher... Um, response in terms of competence and likability and influence when you are dressed a little more formally than perhaps your station calls um, and then when it comes to clothing too it's important that you've got uh, things that don't distract from who you are so um, solid colors are really best um, and colors that are really good and saturated so I'm, I'm wearing a, a good example of it like a deep blue versus a light blue um, right. I, mean, I actually, this was not intentional, but, um, you know, so it does, it tends, those tens, those colors tend to look better on, on most skin types and it allows your face to be the focus. So, I mean, those are some of the big things I would say. And then just cropping the way it's cropped is important because you need right. to be able to see head and shoulders. There's some people that do a picture that's like, you know, <laughs> cropped and they think that again, looks cool. It looks it can give up a little bit of a creepy vibe. So, um, depends, yeah. so, you know, in the end you want it, you want it to be really representative of who you are. You want to look friendly, smiling counts, you know, and, um, and don't go crazy with the, uh, the filters. There's so many people who use filters on their photos and, mm-hmm. It's a fad. It's going to go away. Like, let, let you be you when it comes to your photos. I well, think you know, really if,
0: if Instagram has th- that availability, people will do it forever. But yeah. um, I, I see less and less of it, though, to be honest. So,
1: and yeah. and I do I do think it's it's dissipating a little bit. So yeah. you know. Well, you know,
0: you, you made me think that, that, that as far as what what presentation people want to give, what what kind of clothing they have, that that bears a further conversation. Uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk going to have a different image than. Uh, Jeff Bezos, then Bill Gates, you know, these people have images out there. Uh, the first time I saw uh, Gary uh, V, as he's known, uh, someone said, you should see this video. It's a great video. And I, and I watched this video in the first four or five minutes, he comes out in, in a ratty t-shirt and, and jeans, holding jeans, tennis shoes, and he dropping F-bombs. And, and I'm going, who is this guy? I was, I was kind of taken aback. But right. then after I watched for a while, I went, he really knows what he's talking about and he attracts a certain type and that is whatever image he has, he's cultivated it. I think it has modified over the years uh, since I first saw that, but that's going to be a different image. He's, he may look great in a t-shirt and uh, Mark Zuckerberg may look great in a t-shirt, but, right. but you know, Steve jobs needs the turtleneck. I don't know. So yeah. it, everyone has a different uh, approach and you know, that, if you can't figure out what you're going to do, I have to think about that. You know, do I wear the tie? Do I wear, I mean, I have a branded shirt on cause I do that a lot when
1: I'm right, of course.
0: That in public, yes. but uh, you know um, there's no wrong answers, but I think there's a way to, to narrow it down and I'm sure that's a conversation you can have with them as well.
1: Right. Right. I yeah, no, I just think, you know um, when it, when it comes to the clothing, cause that is probably the first question I get every single time somebody calls me to, to you know, and we're, we're setting it up as a, what should I wear? And, this is the time to probably default to a little bit more of a conservative look, you know. um, But allow your photographer, I mean, if you're gonna go with a professional photographer, bring choices. That's the other thing is, you know, um, a photo can really change based on the background. And if, you know, you've got somebody that you're shooting on a, a, a light colored background, you want contrast, but allow the photographer to be a part of that process to help you choose what's going to look best depending on your setting.
0: Yeah. And for a guy that means bring two or three shirts and a couple of ties and for women bring a couple of different outfits, maybe if you have the time and you probably don't want to spend an hour or so maybe 45 minutes, at least uh, maybe two hours if, if it's a longer session. Is that, is that pretty good accurate?
1: Yeah, I, I can, for somebody who's needing a new headshot um, that they want just kind of for general purposes, we can make a lot happen in about less than 30 minutes actually. Right, okay. So, uh it doesn't take an awful long time but when we get into more of the professional portraits that are done in settings for you know like I work with nutritionists for example and we're shooting in a kitchen that's when you get more involved because there's other props there's more storytelling right. that goes into it sure. so Yeah. Yeah. But 30 so minutes if be,
0: someone is shopping for a uh, headshot they just want a basic thing what kind of price range should they you know be be looking at I'm just curious whether it's yours and what other similar photographers would do what kind of range are they looking at
1: You know um I would say, I definitely fall into what would be considered a little bit of the low to mid end on my pricing. Um, I have headshot sessions for 30 minutes that start at 175 and include, uh, after you're done with, you, you get an online gallery where you can review all the photos, make your choices, and you get two finished images. Now the finishing is, you know, there's retouching that's done little light retouching, not, you know, I'm not going to change how you look, but, you know, fly away hairs and whitening teeth and things like that you do. Right. Um, but I know, I know one photographer here in Portland whose headshot sessions are about $800. Yeah, yeah. Now the experience is probably a little bit more elaborate. I, you know, one of the things that I come from, you know, because of my background is I'm, I'm very aware of time and I know right. how precious, executives times are job searchers times are it's like, so I believe in let's get this done. We can get it done beautifully, but it doesn't have to take half a day. (laughs) Right.
0: right. And I also like the way that you, you your company personally operates in that is that it's all done. Once that session is over, it's all done online. You can log in and review. You're the only one that has access and then you make your choices and and it's, it's great. Works great. So Kelly, uh, uh, where can people find you as we wrap up? I know you're in the Portland area. Um, Do you travel outside of Portland to do these things or are you just basically located and do all your business in that area?
1: Mostly in the Portland area. I, I, again, anybody wants to, you know, have me shoot them in Italy. I'm, I'm game. You're so, game. Huh? Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I've got a studio in Oregon city um, and you can find me at Kelly That's for more of the personal portraits. Okay. Uh, that's also where I work with the high school seniors. K Mooney is my commercial. Oh, okay. So, okay. studios.com is where you can find me. I've got my my studio, but frequently, you know, I spend probably half of my week shooting on location with clients. Right. So
0: Yeah, and we shot on location in a very nice uh uh, you know, uh, corporate looking building. It was nice. It had open air and open, you know, windows. Lots of
1: good windows. Great. Yes.
0: Natural lighting's the best, yep. I'm sure, you know. It makes, so.
1: a yeah. it makes a big difference, yeah. Makes
0: a big difference. Kelly's a uh, pleasure chatting with you. We'll we'll drop some of those links on the show notes and And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Thank you.
1: That's great, Tim. Thanks so much. It's good talking to you.
0: Thanks again to Kelly Mooney of Kelly Mooney Photography for sharing her thoughts and insight into what it takes to create a great headshot. That's good stuff there. And if you're in the Portland area and need a headshot, by all means, look her up. I'll make sure there are links on the blog. And she did say, you know, if you wanted to fly her to Italy for some photography work, she'd, she'd strongly consider doing that. So <laughs> uh, for this week's trade show tip, let's go to a blog post I wrote earlier this year that outlined 10 best pr- trade show practices. Uh, if you can narrow them down to 10, let's do 10. Number one, create your marketing plan based on the specific event where you're going to set up and exhibit because you know you get different audiences, different competitors and different goals from different shows. Number two, your promotion item should be a natural fit with your product or service. Uh, just make sure it's a good fit. You know, Giving away an embossed flash drive if you're in the tech industry and want people to remember what you do might be a good fit. Um, you know, Just make sure it fits. And you work with uh, good promotion products, people and they can find those uh, items for you. Try to have some activity in your booth space. People are drawn to activity and movement. As you know, a crowd draws a crowd. If you can even get a little mini crowd, That'll draw even more. So try to have something going on in your booth, whether it's some movements, some interactivity, a guest, uh, something. Prior to the show floor's opening, have a brief meeting with your staff. That's a good tip. That's number four. Remind them of the show goals. Hand out uh, kudos for work well done. And gently remind those who are perhaps coming up a bit short what they need to work on. Number five, graphic messaging on your exhibit should be clear as a bell, which means the last words the more distinct your message don't muddy it up with a lot of text number uh, six follow-up on leads in a very timely manner lead generation and follow-up systems should be something that you continually work to improve this is where most companies fall short Uh, warm leads that are followed up on right after the show will produce more results than those that are weeks or months old Uh, number seven qualify and disqualify your visitors quickly uh, unqualified visitors should be invited to refer a colleague and, and be politely disengaged. If they're qualified, you can you know, say, hey, you've earned more time. We can talk a little more. Let's figure out what your needs are, including the time frame, uh, what the solution your product can solve, their contact information, and have an agreed upon follow-up schedule. Number eight, the power of a professional presenter cannot be understated. Some products and shows lend themselves more to presenters than others, but a good presenter Uh, could be able to make it work in any situation and will certainly bring in more leads than not using them. Uh, By the way, if you do hire a presenter, you must have a staff that understands and is prepared to deal with all those additional leads that will be generated. So you got to know that they are prepared for it. Uh, Otherwise, a lot of those leads that the presenter attracts will uh, slip away. Number nine, trade shows are a marathon. So pace yourself. Number 10, Yeah, spring for the good stuff, the carpet padding and wear comfortable shoes. Um, You can never say this enough because you're going to be on your feet a lot. So that is (laughs) this year's uh, this year's this week's trade show tip. Uh, And finally, uh, let's wrap up on one good thing. Um, You know, uh, Kelly and I touched on it in our uh, our chat. Uh, She started as a hobby photographer. I've been a hobby photographer since I was a kid. I think I mentioned my dad had a uh, black and white dark room that we used to play around a lot in. And, and I had three brothers, but it seems like I was the one always down there taking pictures, developing negatives, making prints. And, you know, I look back at it now and it's <laughs> kind of crazy. There's some good stuff that came out of it, but it was a lot of fun. I certainly. So I think photography. And, of course, we can do that with with this, you know, our our, our telephone. We can do that all day long with a camera that is really, really good. Um, So think about it. You know, if you're into photography, uh, that's great, but uh, I bet you can be a better photographer if you just kind of see what works, read about it online. Uh, But I like photography. So let's make photography this week's one good thing. Have yourself a great week.